Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Taylor Wilde. Welcome back to Wild On Season 4, the podcast where you get the insider's view of the weird, wonderful, wild world of wrestling on Wednesdays. Whether you prefer to listen to podcasts or watch them on YouTube, Wild On has got you covered. Please don't hesitate to go over to the Wild On YouTube page, hit subscribe so you never miss any of the wild, weird content that Wild On brings you every Wednesday. And for those of you who prefer to listen to podcasts, we are available anywhere you enjoy podcasts, so tune in. Today's guest identifies as male. That's right. Season four finally has its first male professional wrestling guest. He's no stranger to the big screen. He literally went from the NFL to Impact Wrestling and not too long after that became Impact Wrestling Champion. He needs no introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, my man, Moose. I'm a loser. I'm the biggest loser, you know. Uh, <laughs> I wake up in the morning. I go to the gym. I'm home by 12, and then I just sit here and do nothing all day. So. You're not a loser. I'm like that. I think a lot of wrestlers are like that. You know, we train hard, and then we're on the road all the time. Why Why yeah. would you want to go out and do things? Yeah, it sucks because uh, my wife has been gone for a long time because she, she works a lot during the summertime with volleyball camps. And so she's um, traveling around the world, training all these high school kids who have summer vacation or whatever for volleyball. So okay. during the summertime, I don't re- I rarely see her maybe for a week or so because she's I think she's in Oregon this week for the next two weeks. Um. Yeah. So. So you're it's like just me here. You're living the single life, but at home. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say the single life. I'm just living the yeah. my um. I'm just home. I'm I, my roommate is gone, so it's just me. <laughs> Do you guys have any pets? Any fur babies? Yeah, we have a dog and a cat. Um, she took the dog to her sister's oh. um for the month, um, so we wouldn't have to get like babysitters and. Um, dog sitters or whatever but the cat is here with me and she's annoying so <laughs> i try to not be around her as much fair enough because all she does is cry 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 because she's either hungry or wants to get petted oh. and it's so annoying so fucking annoying so you're definitely a dog guy yeah. um i'm not really an animal guy like i don't hate animals yeah but um I I mind them like I don't I don't hate them but <laughs> I'll take care of them yeah but if I if I had to get one I wouldn't fair enough because I'm like one of those I'm like one of those first like people like I hate animals begging me for stuff the cat will just look at you she won't necessarily beg she'll just sit down and stare at you until you're done eating oh god and, but the dog would like. <laughs> Until you're done eating, it's so fucking annoying. <laughs> oh my god, I just want to blow my head off when, I, when they're doing that. I want to go back to when your professional career started back at the NFL. How old were you when you were drafted? Uh, I was 19, maybe 20. So I was 20 years old when I was drafted. Yeah, I was 20. Um, I played my um, pretty much my whole first year in the NFL. I couldn't go to like because I wasn't old enough 
which was so funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was dra- I was drafted um, twenty, played seven years, yep. um, and started wrestling pretty late. Um, my first match, I want to say, I was twenty nine years old. Okay, when I had my first match, yeah. I feel like that's changing now. Like I feel like people are coming into the game older than they used to. Like either they start really young, or they're coming into it like as a second professional career. And that was always a big nightmare for me when I came in and like. I was kind of hesitant when mm-hmm. I first decided I wanted to wrestle. Obviously, I was a big fan of it as a kid. Yeah. But, like, with the whole football thing, it kind of, like, derailed my dreams a little bit. Um, sure. Um, I took an alternate route, what I would say. I wouldn't say derail it. I just took an alternate route. And when I decided I was done with football, I wanted to pursue professional wrestling. The whole thing I kept talking to friends and talking to myself was, fuck, I'm old. <laughs> Like, yeah, like, I hear do you. I really want to get into wrestling at 29 years old yeah. or 28 years old at the yeah. time? I'm like, fuck, like, <laughs> how long can I do this if I'm 28 years old? Like, yeah. and obviously back then, going to WWE was always, like, my number one dream. Like, sure. I have to go to WWE. And I was, was told that, oh, man, you might be too old to go to WWE. Like, right. you're 28 years old. Right. And... I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll be the first guy to go to WWE at a certain, at a later age or whatever. Yeah. And then I get into wrestling. I realize, honestly, it doesn't fucking matter how old you are. No. As long as you still got it in the tank, you know? And I, I have, even though right now I'm pretty banged up, I still feel like I have plenty of it in the tank. Well, that's what I was going to say, too. It's not like you just have done professional wrestling. You had an NFL career and you played in university or college you played in high school so it's like you've been banging your body around since you were a teenager right two years of high school Mm -hmm. four years of college and then eight years of nfl so yeah like what do you want dude you're not the bionic fucking man like you're gonna start (laughs) falling apart yeah so i mean uh, my whole adult life has been in sports, yeah. like either football or wrestling. So that's all I know is being athletic and being active. So uh, um, I'm going to do it until, honestly, the wheels fall off. So what else is there to do? You're not going to stay home? Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah I'm not going to. Oh, I've been I've been staying home for the past month, and I'm, I'm hating it. I'm hating my yeah. life. Like, so this staying home shit is for the birds like i can't fucking do it yeah it's good motivation and, though like it's you know puts things yeah. in perspective yeah uh, i'm like one of those guys where I, I cannot wait like for instance tomorrow i go to chicago yeah um because we have shows there next week um but i'm going there a week a week before to like um do media and help okay. push the shows and sell tickets so i cannot wait to leave the fucking house tomorrow morning <laughs> Because uh, I haven't been anywhere in like a month, so. Oh, that's good. Looking forward to it, yeah. Well, the reason I asked you about like starting off your NFL career because I was signed by WWE when I was twenty, and it was the same thing. I left Canada, and I could buy beer, and then I go to the states, and I've, I've got this <laughs> yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, like, you have to wait. Yeah, yeah. You have a job. Standing outside yeah. the bar, can someone buy me a drink? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the same thing. I'm 36 now, and I took a bunch of years off, and I came back. How do you kind of see yourself as an athlete, sports sports entertainer? What's different now in your, like, more mature years versus when you were a teenager, besides besides the obvious injuries and stuff? Um, I'm an adult now, so <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh, that's the biggest thing. I'm an adult. I have to make decisions where when I was a teenager, I didn't have to make any decisions. Right. I had um my parent my mom 
and guardian and um, older people make all the decisions. And I didn't have to pay bills where I had to pay a lot of bills. Now, <laughs> and I had to do grown up shit. So um, that's definitely the biggest um, difference. Yeah. But uh, from football to to wrestling, I, honestly, I feel like it's the same. You still need a lot of discipline, which thank God. That's one of the other than the money that I made when I'm playing in the NFL. Yeah. Um, the discipline that I learned playing in the NFL is something that I will always cherish, and sure. it will always be part of me because um, I think honestly that's me being successful in the NFL was definitely the reason why I was able to be this successful in professional wrestling because um, it, it taught me discipline. You know, um, it taught me how to work for things that's important. Right. So um, going in, I had that head start against people who started with me because I know what it takes to be successful in something and I, I had the DNA so I just had to um, rewrite what I did with football but just to the different sport you know right and you've done it so well so congratulations to you because not not every pro athlete can cross over like you know you, you. you're really you're a big face of impact you're you know a big part of the show so no one's gonna want you sit home injured either so you gotta get uh, back on the road yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it hopefully by bound for glory i'll be back and good um, we'll see good when are you let's coming back about... to impact let's talk about that oh god i haven't seen, you, and... you. I haven't seen you in a while it's like I know, been over I a year you. when covid was at peak time that's when like my divorce was at peak time. So long story short, not to get into too many details because like I don't need anything used against me in court. <laughs> right. Um, so it's still not over with. Well, it, I am good. I am good to come back at any time. Like I'm ready now. But, you know, Impact's got a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of new knockouts. Yeah. You're still under contract. I'm still under contract. So, so this is just a, it's just about them writing you to a storyline. That's pretty much that's that is. it oh so it, the good thing is at least you have your foot in the door and you have a contract yes. where a lot yes. of people who want to come in first have to get a contract then you have to <laughs> so you just need them to i mean i'm sure and that's that's nothing i mean yeah. from I, I remember you when you was impact days like before i was even in wrestling and no. um, i re remember and i'm not making fun of your age because i'm still older than you um, no, no. <laughs> um and I remember when just the short um, spam you was there, and you was fucking awesome. So I'm Aww. sure when you come back, you'll be you definitely help the great women's division we have. Thank and, you. And um, I can't wait. I'm excited for it. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. You know, yeah. it's funny because it it was really disheartening. You know, I, I I retired. I took ten years off. I became a firefighter. I'm, I'm still doing it. Um, and you know, it was amazing. Impact really pushed me hard. They did all these like big build up vignettes. I came back at a weird time when there was no audience, and uh, I fucking loved it. And you know, I had this good momentum and. You know, just like anything, you do well in one part of your life and then something fucking falls apart. And it was like a real right. catastrophic loss. And uh, but, you know, I think with all those failures, you know, it makes you stronger. And I'm sure there's some sort of innate reason. And I've been working on the indies just locally and I have started to work heel for the first time in my career. So maybe that's something that Impact can bring me back as like, yeah. like Kelly Bundy and like most of the girls from the craft like that. <laughs> right. 
But I, I mean, we're dealing with somebody like Scott where he's very understanding with like personal oh, yeah. life stuff, and like I think Scott is awesome, and I'm glad he's um, a friend first, yes, and a boss second because um, he he definitely understands, and that's one thing a lot of boss don't care about. I've noticed um, they don't give a fuck about what goes on in your personal life, and oh, no. it's all about oh, you have to make work comes first, and work comes first. And but we're dealing with Scott, where he understands personal life is important too, and yeah. sometimes stuff happens, and you need that time off to take care of that. Um, trust okay. me, I know because I've had a lot of shit in my life come up, <laughs> and Scott knows, and Scott has been yeah. there for me side by side, and um, we'll work things out. So yeah, I mean. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm sure you'll be back soon. And I can't. I'm excited. Fingers crossed. Oh my god, I'm so ready to come back. Like you've had a month off. I've, dude, I've had a year <laughs> off. I'm yeah. fucking ready. <laughs> yeah, and there's so many girls. There's so many knockouts there that like that yeah. wasn't there. Or like, I mean, I like know. Tasha. She, I mean, she was there, but she was doing her tag and tag yeah. things now. She's been um the knockouts champion. She's I know, over now. Like. <laughs> then you have um, fucking Kelly, Killer Kelly, who just started, and yep. you have matchups with Diana, Valkyrie, Tyre. So there's so many girls as like you can have this um, dream matchups with. So yeah, I mean, it's, I can't wait. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Oh God, as if it's not hard enough, you're making it harder. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm being realistic. So no, I just agree. use it as motivation <laughs> for when you come back. Like. I agree. So, so many things for you to accomplish when you come back. Or so many people for you to steal the show with when you come back. So I agree. So would yeah. you say this has probably been the most trying time in your wrestling career right now, dealing with these injuries? I won't say trying um, because I, I've dealt with – I've had serious injuries. Luckily, things I'm dealing with now are not serious. It's just different okay. – parts of the body I'm dealing with so but I've had like major injuries like I remember where I fucked my knee up pretty bad um I want to say two years ago and I was like oh my god I definitely need surgery on my knee but god thank god that wasn't the deal I think the only difference between then and now then that was a major injury where right. this this was just like minor injuries and just different parts of my body and then yeah. you combine them it's like Oh, it's almost like you have a car and it needs an, it needs tires. The windshield is broken. Uh, um, the door won't shut. Uh, there's no backup uh, rear view mirror. That's what I am. I, I'm just a car right now with multiple minor fucking um, defects on it. So, oh, you're an um, old ass yeah. car. <laughs> yeah, I'm an old ass car with fucking that needs to go to the body shop and get made into new oh. again. Yeah. That's but the engine, the the engine is still perfect and it's still it's still running. It's just all the minor little shit is fucked up. So yeah, the engine, that's the me tranny, right now. It's just the aesthetic. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, all the aesthetics. <laughs> yeah, the major stuff is great. The aesthetics is all fucked up. Let's talk about your tattoos because I feel like you have like you're covered first of all. Yeah. But I feel I feel like they're really like muted because of your skin tone and i think people don't even realize how tattooed you are do you know how many you have i don't know but it's funny you say that because there are like friends that are like really close friends yeah and they didn't realize until that i, I was covered up with tattoos until like the, the light hit me in a certain angle oh. and i was like oh shit you're fucking covered with ink dude it was like Bro, I've known you for fucking eight years. Are you just knowing that now? Like, yeah. That's so so funny. Um, I'm 
I'm like literally covered. Like yeah. the only part of my body that don't have tattoos is probably from my hip to my quad hip on to my quad, right okay. side. You on have my one right side. Yeah, my whole leg is covered. Like oh. my leg from my knee down, both both legs from knee down is covered. Even my feet, like the palm of my feet. Yeah. Or the or whatever you call it. Yeah, the top the of your feet. Of my, the top of my feet is covered, yeah. both sides. Mine too. Uh, but Shit, nobody but nobody sees it. It's like <laughs> Yeah. I was thinking about getting one more. It's funny because a couple of years ago I had a cover up. So you would like this story. So I was once uh my ex wife. Yeah. We divorced in 2014, I believe, okay. 2013, 2014, and I had a picture of a face Oof. um on my on my left quad. Oof. So, about you went big. four year Yeah, I went big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cuz on my left quad I had a picture of my son's face oh. and I had a picture of my wife's face on it and okay. then a bunch of background stuff to cut, like to match it all up or whatever. Yeah. So we got a divorce and I was like, fuck, I don't want to see this chick's face on my leg anymore, right? Like what the fuck? So I was like, oh, I have a great idea. I'm going to put a moose to cover my wife's face up, like the face of a moose because that's my name, moose. And I make the appointment. I want to say this was 2016, two years later. Yeah. I sit down and I haven't gotten a tattoo in like fucking, I want to say six years now. So I have no idea what tattoos feels like because you sure. forget. Yeah. And as soon as he fucking put that little gun on my leg, I was yeah. like, yep, I'm done. I can't do this. <laughs> like, fuck this. And I was like, yo, that shit fucking hurts. And the guy told me, he was like, yeah, you know, the older you get, like the more it hurts. And I was like, well, Okay, I'm gonna be a bitch now because obviously I don't want to see my wife's, my ex-wife's face on my leg. Of course. Um, is there something that could fucking like stop the pain? So we rescheduled my appointment, and to my next appointment, he gave me this website where you could go buy numbing cream. Yep. And I didn't know that was a fucking thing. Oh, numbing really? Cream. I yeah. I, I, I so everyone does I was it like, now. Are you fucking serious? I didn't know <laughs> numbing cream was a thing, so I got covered up. Not knowing there was a thing like numbing cream. I'm talking about chest, abs, back, fucking. So I got been, my whole back. You've been raw dogging all your tattoos. Yeah, I've been raw dogging <laughs> all my tattoos. In fact, I had my back done by two people at the same time. Holy in fuck. In California. And I thought I was going to die. Like, <laughs> yeah. So he tells me there's numbing cream. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to buy it. Um, it's called Dr. Numb for all you tattoo guys out there, tattoo freaks who wants to get a tattoo. DrNumb.com. I remember this. So I bought it. I was like, okay, this shit's not going to fucking work. Like, whatever, this will work. So yeah. I put it on my leg, covered it up. Um, two hours later, I went the following week. I go get a tattoo. Yeah. And I didn't feel a thing. Amazing. A thing. Like, he was <laughs> tattooing his ass off. And I was fucking eating chips and eating Skittles <laughs> because I didn't feel a fucking thing. And I was like, I could have saved myself so much pain with the fucking 20 grand of tattoos or oh. probably even more that, that I have my on my body. Like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> but like, you know what? I do hear, like, I know some tattoo artists are finicky about it because apparently it can change, like, the line work and stuff like that. So, I mean, for your age and your purpose, like, you didn't need any more pain in your life. It's good you did it no, yeah. cover up X tattoo, but you made the right decision raw dogging the rest of them, but it's yeah. really funny that you didn't know. <laughs> Hey, I'll be. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the truth, Chantel. Like, I don't give a fuck if the tattoo comes off fucking 
two months <laughs> later. I'm always gonna use Doctor Numb. I'm always gonna use the fucking. I don't care what. I don't care what the tattoo guy tells oh me. Hey, it's gonna fuck up the ink. I was going to give you fucking skin cancer. If I'm getting a tattoo, I'm always going to use Dr. Numb because you don't feel a fucking thing. Like, so, it's amazing. Dr. Numb, uh, please sponsor Moose. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Is the strongest pitch I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. Like, too bad I only have one spot in my body that I could get a tattoo on. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, hey, fuck. I'll be the spokesperson for fucking Dr. Numb. Like, That's like, hilarious. If I had more room, yeah. What was your first tattoo, and how old were you? My first tattoo was when I was 15 years old. Oh, you baby. Yeah. And it was, okay, I don't know if you can see this. I have a Q. It's a Q, okay. Yeah, right there. Oh. It looks like a tribal from here, but. Okay, yeah, yeah, I yeah. see it. So I had a Q. I was 15 years old, and I really wanted a tattoo because my older brother had one. I thought my older brother was the coolest. Uh, but my mom couldn't know about it because she would kick me out of the house. So I went to a tattoo parlor, and I dressed up like a grown-up. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I dressed up that? like a grown-up. Like you and, wore a suit? Uh, no, I didn't wear a suit, but I wore, like, dress-up clothes, like slacks and dress-up shoes and, like, a polo shirt. Like, fucking growing up, like, because obviously if I walk in there, like, with jeans and the sweatpants, he's going to be like, oh, this kid is fucking 15, 16 years old. What do you think a grown-up is at 15, like, Mr. Dress-Up? Like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, I was, I was stupid. I was 15 years old. I thought all grown-ups wore dress-up clothes, so <laughs> I don't fucking know. So, so I walk funny. into this tattoo parlor, dressed up, had my fingers crossed that they wouldn't ID, like, check for my ID or whatever. Yeah. And they was like, what do you want? And this was a good, the best acting job to act older. Like, even change my voice, talk bait. Like, hey, I want to, uh, I want to cue on my shoulder. And he was like, okay, that'll be a hundred bucks or whatever, 120, whatever the price was. Yeah. Gave it to him, like, filled out a sheet of paper. He didn't ask me for my fucking ID. Like, and fucking that was my first tattoo. And I had to fucking, no, the best part about this getting a tattoo, I still was living with my mom. So yeah. every time I was around my mom, I had to wear a T-shirt or yeah. something to cover it up because she could never know and that I had a tattoo. And it worked. It worked for, I mean, I don't think she knew I had a tattoo until after I went to college. I went to college at 17, so I hid it for a good wow. two years. Yeah. Right. And so I went to college, yeah. So no tank tops for five years for you. Good job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no tank. I just had to be smart about it. I mean, obviously, honestly, I think I was dark too. So she probably, the same problem with my friends. They, they didn't fucking notice I had one. Like, yeah, so. This is my podcast. Like, I just want to talk about you, the person. Like, we know you can wrestle. We know you can tear the house down. I don't give a shit about that. I want to yeah. hear about you almost getting kicked out of the house and hiding a tattoo for five years. Yeah, I, I would tell you this. I hate doing podcasts, but I love podcasts like this because you just get to talk. Like, yeah. I, like I hate podcasts when they ask you, oh, who's your favorite wrestler? Uh, oh, what no. school did you go to? Uh what do you think about Kenny Omega? It's like, fuck. <laughs> that, that's the fucking most annoying shit to just... It's like you're in jail and they're fucking oh, interrogating you, right? Yeah. 
Well, this is why I started this because like the I've done the same press you've done and it's mm-hmm. like sometimes you're just changing the voice that's asking you the exact same questions and it's so fucking boring. Right. Super boring. I, w- I will say this though about Tattoo Chantel. If I could do it yeah. all over again, I wouldn't get one. Really? I wouldn't get one tattoo, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I noticed just I became addicted to tattoos. Yeah. And there was a life, there was a time period of my life where that's all I wanted to do. If I had a free time, go get a yeah. tattoo. And I wish I could tell you that all my tattoos mean something because they don't. Some tattoos are just stuff wow. that I, I saw at a tattoo shop, but I was like, oh, I think this is cool. Let me get that. All right. So, yeah. So if you could do it all over again, you wouldn't get any. I wouldn't get any. No. Wow. I'm shocked. I yeah. really am shocked, especially because as covered as you are. Yeah, I, you, you, you can. I, I mean, let's be <laughs> let's be honest. Like, I'm dark anyway, so people it doesn't do me anything. Like, only no, that's true. Like, I, it has to be perfect lighting for people to realize. Oh, this guy has a shitload of tattoos. You know, uh, yeah. how many tattoos do you have? I had like two baby tattoos. I got one when I was like 24 on my foot. Mm-hmm. It was for my grandma when she died, and then I have one. Oh, you have a lip <laughs> tattoo? I do. Uh, and then... How does that... I have so many questions about that. First of <laughs> Go all, ahead. Um, do they hurt? You know what? It's done so fast that it, it just kind of feels like you've burnt your lip on hot coffee. So, no. I'd say no. It, it doesn't hurt. It heals itself. The problem with those lip tattoos is they usually fall out, but I'm one of those people that, like, I hold on to the ink pretty So you well. can see the actual everything. Yeah. Here. Oh, wow. That's I got pretty that done, good. Like, yeah. Yeah, I got it done, like, seven years ago. Because you, you, I guess you assume, like, all the, like, saliva and, like, you know, yeah. you, if you drink alcohol, stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, no, it, it held on. Now, and then can you I, taste the ink? I don't think so. I don't recall. Like, I like it's not a big... I don't think... They, they can't put anything big. So it's not like, you know, when you get, like, a dense tattoo and they're... Yeah. And then they wipe it. It's not like that at all. It's it's It literally... I think it took, like, 20 seconds to do. Because they can't really hold your lip for that long either. <laughs> right. Uh, yes. Yeah, so a lot of tattoo artists won't do it because they're like, it just doesn't fucking stay. So it's a waste of your time. It's a waste of money. Yeah. And then I have both my feet done. I've actually gotten into tattooing later in life because I think when I was younger, I was like, oh, I change what I like so often that I'm afraid to get something. And, you know, like I didn't want to be that chick with a tramp stamp. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know? And I think the new tramp stamp is now the like under boob tattoo, the like Rihanna started it. It's like the cleavage tattoo. And I think it looks really pretty. But yeah, I have a bunch of little tattoos. My feet are done. Those are probably right. my biggest tattoos. But I, yeah. I do remember in college, that was like the big thing with girls. Oh, I don't want to get a tramp stamp. It's. Yeah, because you get a tattoo right here, you're gonna be labeled as a whore, and like, and I'm like, what? Like, I mean, Which is obviously, the stupidest thing, yeah. really. So I don't know what the new tramp stamp is because every generation has its own thing, right? So now that you tell me, like, I have seen a <laughs> lot of girls, especially like in Instagram, with the underboot tattoo. So yeah, it makes sense because in my era, it was. Yeah, the lower back, like yeah. But I'm so it's so it's so stupid that something as simple as that could 
label you as being a tramp or a skeezer or like it's so fucking dumb right i was just gonna say that like yeah. who, who decided that that made you slutty like I'm right. sure girls who tattooed got it done we're not like you know what i'm slutty right yeah like i want to get this slutty tattoo because i want people to think that i'm a tr- like, like <laughs> yeah it's so fucking society is just so dumb oh my yeah, god yeah it's definitely like a white male thing to be like you know what that girl wronged me. The one with the lower tattoo. All women, yeah. lower back tattoos. Horse. <laughs> yeah, horse, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I feel like we could do this for another hour, but I'm going to wrap it up and I'm going to okay. do my top 10 tailor-made questions. So it's like a speed round, but don't feel rushed in your answers. Okay? Okay. What's a beauty product you cannot live without? Favorite X squats. What is your like, not your personal best because like, we old we can't have personal bests anymore what is your like what's your heavy day with squats what do you squat um, i don't go any heavier than like four four fifth four or five on a plate no heavier yeah why it's... would you what are you want to squat a car <laughs> so yeah that's that's the heaviest i would go and i usually do like five sets of six so yeah mm-hmm. my last set is usually four or five for six shit Good for you. Don't fucking piss off Moose. (laughs) I'll squat you to fucking death. (laughs) What is your biggest pet peeve? My biggest pet peeve? um, I have a fucking, a lot of pet peeve. But my (laughs) biggest one is when you're at a show and you're having a conversation with somebody and one of the younger guys, because they entail to shake everybody's hand that they see, fucks up your conversation just to shake your hand or i just want to fucking lose it so yeah it's That's so my hard because you're damned if you do and you're damned if yeah you don't. if you damned if you don't well <laughs> for the people listening to this listen to this i'm not a big follower of the you must shake everybody's hand at a wrestling yeah. show i think that's stupid but i agree i understand because i came from a world where football we never did that so that wasn't a fucking ah. thing so now i'm in a world where if you walk in the room you must shake everybody's hand in the room or you're gonna have heat i think that's dumb but yeah that's my biggest pet peeve so on that i just i feel like i've needed to talk about this and you've like you've you've poked the bear so i when i started i did everything correct right like i shook yeah. everyone's fucking hand the garbage man the doorman you don't know who anyone is right. uh and when I came back, I was just like, you know what? This is fucking dumb. Like, I love everybody. Everybody's respectful of each other. So I walk into a wrestling locker room now and I just go, oh, hi, 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 yeah, hi. Hey. You know? <laughs> yeah, and that's how, that's how I am. It's like, there's ways to show people that you're not a dick rather than walking yeah. to everybody and shaking their heads. Because, like, and plus, like I said, if I'm having a conversation with somebody and you bump in and you're like, hey, my name is... In my mind, I already have heat with you because <laughs> it's my pet peeve. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But yeah, that's should, my biggest. We pet need peeve. to change it. We need to change yeah. this. Together, we will change it. <laughs> yeah, together we will. <laughs> Who is your celebrity crush? My celebrity crush. Oh, that's easy. Gail. Um, Gail Gadot. I think her name is. Oh, I thought you were gonna say yeah. Gail Kim. I was oh, like, oh no, ass yeah. kisser. Gail is. <laughs> She's like a sister. Nah. Gal Gadot. Like, my my wife even knows that, hey, if I ever see her, you're just going to be mad at me. So. <laughs> that's your person. That's fair. Yeah. That's, that's a person that's fair. Yeah. What is or who is your favorite band or artist? 
Three Days Grace is my favorite band. My favorite artist is hmm, maybe Lil Wayne, I'll say. Oh, Lil Wayne. That's a, that's a dichotomy. We got some rock. We got some yeah. hip hop. I like yeah. it. Good. Yeah. An eclectic. Yeah. Do you have a secret vice, like drinking a glass of wine in the shower? Oh, everybody. I'm surprised you asked me that question. I guess you don't know me like that. But if you ask most people in Impact what my biggest vice is, they will all say hookah. Hookah? Yeah, I'm a very big hookah smoker. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Do you get a buzz off hookah? Like, I, I know of hookah bars. I've never smoked hookah. Oh, yeah, I get it. Um, to the point, I used to get a huge buzz, but not anymore because I do it just about every day. So, really, yeah, interesting. No, I yeah. learned something today, and so did all our listeners. Yeah. What wrestler has the best entrance music? I, in, the, I like Diana's. I don't know ah. everybody's entrance music because I don't watch a lot of wrestling. Uh, but from our company, I'll say Diana. Hers is pretty dope. I like that. You know yeah. what, Bruce? You're all right. I like that you chose a female wrestler and you didn't choose yourself. Big points oh, no, for yeah. you. What is your drink of choice? Orange Crush Soda. Nice. Classic. That's a yeah. throwback to your age, for yeah. sure. Yeah. My refrigerator <laughs> is filled with them, so. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what has been your most embarrassing moment in the ring? Um... I, oh man, I'm gonna embarrass myself telling the story. So I had a match oh, a few good. years ago. Oh, actually, it wasn't a few years ago. It was against um, Morrissey, um, uh-huh. Big Cats, and he power bombed me, and I shot it. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my biggest embarrassment. Yeah, that's my biggest one. Uh, it's even more what? embarrassing now because I told the world, and only like five people know about it. So. Yeah, I just embarrassed myself even more. No, you know what? You are in a safe space because it's been primarily women, and I don't know if you know this about female wrestlers, but when we take too big of a bump or we front bump, we pee a little. Yeah, you pee. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. We pee. We fucking pee. We've had issues with, like, if you're wearing light gear and you get your period and you don't know. There's been everything. So, like, a little sharp, you're fine. You're just part of the club. I was just happy I wasn't wearing white. Like, that was my biggest fucking, yeah. That was my follow-up question. Like, did yeah. you have a Wendy Richter, like, white unitard shit stain moment? No, I didn't. Okay. The only yeah. embarrassing part about it is I it happened early in the match, and we still had, like, oh. 10 minutes to go. So I just it was so uncomfortable wrestling for 10 minutes, knowing that you had to go to a bathroom, right, as soon as this match was over. Yeah. You had a so, shitty you had a shitty ass for the whole yeah, match. Yeah, shitty ass for the Fuck. whole match. Yeah. <laughs> Biggest <Where>? fucking <laughs> This is the highlight loop I'm gonna use for promoting your episode as well. <laughs> yeah. Just like talking no, about your shitty ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, where can our listeners find you on social media? Twitter is the Moose Nation and I don't use that often because it's Twitter's fucking hell and yeah. instagram is moose nation 69 beautiful okay last one finish this lyric <clears throat> when i get up all in ya <laughs> no we can I... hear the angels calling us we 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 oh 
Like a cop yeah. car. There yeah. we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's really nice to have colleagues and friends on my podcast and they're legitimately excited to be guests on the show. It means I'm doing something right and I know I have been predominantly sticking to women's wrestling but Wild On is a space of inclusivity and I always want to have no matter what you identify as on my show be it trans, male, female, gender fluid it doesn't matter you're always welcome on my show but moose was indeed the first male we've had on season four and i truly truly enjoyed him uh i think we spent much more time talking about his full body sleeve of tattoos and the fact that he sharded uh in a very important match and hadn't really told anybody so now my wild ones you are in on the moose's most embarrassing moment. Speaking of embarrassing moments, I have none, but I do have a wonderful team. I could not do this podcast without. We have my right-hand woman, my queen, producer, 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 and editor, Rochelle Zuris. My other queen, the woman who does the things that I don't understand that I so desperately need, Madison Golshani, our sound engineer for all backup things, our boy Matteo Sessa from Superkick Studios in Toronto, and we've got little baby Sam who is in training and I know she's been doing loads and I apologize that I haven't given my shout out to the Sam Smith. I love you guys. I couldn't do this podcast without you. And I'm so thankful for you. If I don't say it enough, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And until next week, stay calm and wild on or keep calm and wild on. This is going to become a thing. I need to change my intro. Okay. Love you. Bye.